Hello, new friends. It's your good buddy Squeak here with some very special shout outs and thank yous to our amazing Patreon contributors. These mysterious donors help fund our bounty hunting adventures in Box the Rain, while the Caravan of Wonders gets a few of its wheels fixed and axles aligned. So a big thank you to Chelsea Dab, Cheryl Nash, Chris Walsh, and Christopher Bruce, David Forsey, Heather Beard, Jason Campbell and Michael Pollard, Michelle B., Michelle Scott, Mike Hammond, Noreen Elizabeth, Olga Krasik, and Robert Andrews. We really appreciate your support, and I promise this time to only spend a little bit of it on cheese. What? No, okay, okay, fine. Look, I'll spend my share of it on cheese. God, you guys are eating me out of house and home. The next two episodes are going to run a little shorter than normal, but I can assure you that good things come in small packages. I mean, at least I'd rather a whole swarm of rats over one big, super thick sewer rat so big it could bite a tick with just its bare claws. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, God, I'm getting off track. Enjoy another special Bounty Blunders episode of Wonders and Blunders. Fighting corruption by moonlight. Winning gold by daylight. Lava, steam, no sense of wrong or right. That's the city amongst the rain. The search for shard tea leaf is on. A dash through the city led to the anvil. The finders tracked down an old friend of Rusty's, Crick Flocket. Flocket worked with shard, making her some tricky trinkets, including the reductress, a device made to make big things small. He spilled the beans that shard's old crew had been meeting up in secret after possibly having robbed the molten coffers. They tracked down Bane Goldreef at the Golden Dragon's Lair Casino, but weren't the only ones who had a few questions for him. A fight broke out between the two crews, pulling every tick in the trades down on them. Before either side could retrieve Bane, he was hit with two arrows that turned his skin into bubbling lava. The crew escaped with Bane's note to meet up at the balloon vendor, leaving the law to pick up the pieces around the casino. Latex, neon, hot air, the balloon vendor. This is not a euphemism for a crime den. It is a dwarf who sells balloons. (laughs) (laughs) So you come around the corner, guess one at a time, sort of making your way through the crowd who is all rushing towards the casino to see all of this action. You see more ticks starting to arrive and a bunch of clubbers trying to gather people and calm the mayhem around the Golden Dragon Casino. And you see, yeah, a single dwarf uh, sort of peeking over people, not wanting to leave his little balloon stand. And uh, one by one, you all arrive. I'd like a balloon, please. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh! Yeah, yeah, sure. Any, uh, any preference? Just, just, just whatever's, whatever's closest. There, that one. Okay, uh, the wiener dog. Nice, nice pick. And yeah, you get a little floating wiener dog. Um, <laughs> when you I hold sh- onto the string, it sort of floats down by you and wags a little balloon tail. Oh, uh, I, I kind of chuckle at it a little bit. <laughs> this is nice. And I shove it in one of my pockets in my trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Squeak wants to inhale a bunch of helium and see how high his voice can get. <laughs> but... For the sake of my own throat, I think I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, I think Rusty absolutely would, but has no uh, capacity to inhale. So, 
Yeah, Rusty, I guess, just walks up. I guess he was probably with walking with um, Barnaby, right? Because we mm-hmm. were we mm-hmm. were quite close together. Mm-hmm. So I guess just yeah, walking up. Just, uh, uh, that was a bad bit of business. Yeah, it didn't go so well for for Mister Bane. Did you see who shot those arrows? Nope. Just saw him uh, get all bubbly like. Wasn't a good way to end. Who do you think would want him dead? Probably a member of his old crew? Hard to say, running a business like his, you're going to have a lot of enemies. Or someone who wants everything that's happened to stay quiet. That's a fair point. While he was dying, I could hear his thoughts, and he confessed that... Is that right? (laughs) They hadn't even taken, or they hadn't kept whatever they had taken. And oh. his voice seemed to change. He, I don't think he was using his real accent. When he was dying or when he was living? When, when he was pretending to be the casino owner. It, it was a distinctly different kind of voice. Oh. Now, that seems weird, right? Uh, I mean, not seen stranger. Uh. We seem to have a lot of things to hide. I managed to get the dossier. Well, look at that, Squeak. May I see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, Squeak just kind of like like puts it above his head and like holds it open, um, making himself like a little end table. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Rusty just kind of kind of f- f- flip through it really quick and then be like, and then like look around. We're still just on the street, right? You're in the, kind of the middle of the road. I mean, like people are rushing past and you can hear most of the commotion on the other side now you hear a few of the clubbers sort of yelling out like all right everybody back everybody stay back like from coming around the corner i have a room in the jungle if uh we need a quiet place to read this over yeah yeah somewhere out of uh the public eye um and we are heading we were gonna head to the jungle to follow up on old wish but we might not have to uh, depending on what's in here. I could definitely uh, use a break before we head on our next, uh, adventure. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I'm uh, ready for anything. <laughs> I bet you are. And Rusty's gonna turn to the balloon vendor and in Dwarvish, just say, Uh, good day, uh, sir, uh, I'd like that pretty flower there. And he, yeah, again, is, like, staring past you, trying to get a view at where all these people are running to. And he's like, oh, um, uh, yeah, uh, okay, sure. God, I haven't been this busy all day. Uh, and he, yeah, gives you a little flower, uh, which seems to be, like, moving back and forth in the breeze. If we gotta get up to the jungle, I, I could think of a pretty quick way to get up there. Uh, as you see Squeak's eyes just look up to all of the balloons above this vendor. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're, we're 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 trying not to draw too much attention at the moment, Squeak. I I, I like your uh, your creative spirit. Oh, okay. Would you like a balloon? I'm buying. Yes, please. Do you want the right one, or would you like something different? <laughs> and you can see Squeak's <laughs> eyes just go like super big and like dilated pupils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Rusty again into Orvis just goes, uh, "That uh, adorable little rat one there, sir." 
oh yeah sure right away and uh he pulls that one down this one is sort of like looking up giving that sort of attentive rat look around popping its head back and forth looking for cheese assumedly balloon cheese uh and (laughs) yeah you get that one i take it and immediately you see squeak just getting taller in your vision (laughs) (laughs) yeah you look at the at the strings of these balloons and they're all tied to this like huge anchor that has been like welded to the floor and it's still like creaking against the <laughs> upward pull of these balloons. My brain's got the good helium. <laughs> that magic helium. Double helium. <laughs> Pay him a couple coppers? Like They're five silver a pop. Mm. Magic balloons, buddy. Now, how much are they to not pop? Ho, 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 ho. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how a meteor would get in here. Right <laughs> yeah, I guess Rusty. He, he, is it like a small flower, like something that could fit, like in like a um, a button hole or like a? <laughs> uh, it's it's roughly the size of a balloon sword. Okay, <laughs> big one. All right, so yeah, Rusty would just walk with that. I'm just gonna have a bunch of rats just weigh me down, but this works way better. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you uh, you're making your way to like a cargo elevator, yeah, yeah okay, or a, or a people elevator. Uh, like yeah, so they're having a good time buying balloons, going seeing the carnival, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, as we're walking <laughs> through, I think uh, the first kid Rusty sees without a balloon, he's just going to kneel down and give him the give them the flower and uh, move on. Yeah, they're uh, they're like staring up at you as you walk by. Warforged do catch quite a bit of attention mm-hmm. from the populace. Rusty and kneels down. He's so like, well, how do there, little friend? Why don't you take that? And hands him the flower. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, no problem. You have a fine day. And uh, he nods his head at the parents. Hopefully, yeah. there's not a, just an orphan child, is it? No, no. It's a, they, they're, it's, it's, yeah, a little, a little dwarf girl. She has pigtails and her beard is uh, done up in pigtails as well. Aww. Yeah, she like turns back and is like, uh, Dad, look, that Wolfforge gave me a balloon. And the dad is like, there was a, a murder. We have to go. <laughs> and it continues dragging the child at high speed away from the murder scene. <laughs> so you make your way to one of the cargo elevators you get on. It starts to raise you up over the trade. So you pass through the illusory form of one of the giant wizards who is uh, still unaffected by the, the murder that just happened, still ushering people towards the magical shops below. <laughs> You leave this sort of dome of magical AC that exists over the trades, that that sort of comfortable temperature that it uh, and into. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you rise up into the hot jungle ring. So you enter the ring of Luthic or the jungle. Welcome. (laughs) So the heat from the forges is redirected around the trades and released here. There are enchantments that pull the moisture from the heat and sort of create this warm, misty, tropical ring. It is an ever-growing jungle that needs to be constantly tended back. It is always overgrowing all of the buildings. The places that are more well-traveled are quite well-groomed as well. It keeps the jungle back quite easily. But there are older parts of this ring and farther away from the elevators and stuff that are completely wild. So as you come up here, you see there are a bunch of carts that have been loaded up with all sorts of vegetables. There's some livestock that look like they're making their way down to the trades. So as you get off the elevator, they all start loading on and you step into sort of a small loading zone, almost like a little town, completely surrounded by jungle. Well, my apartment 
won't be any cooler, but we will have some privacy. Yeah, lead the way. And as you make your way through the jungle, you see this uh, large brick apartment complex that sort of rises up out of the jungle. The uh, vines reaching up and wrapping around the sides. And you can see there is a couple of people actually leaning out their windows, tending these hanging gardens that hang from the vines in front of their windows. You can see someone leaning out and they pick a a large exotic looking fruit. And we uh, can go up a set of stairs around the back of the apartment. And uh, there's a little two room shabby but comfortable uh, apartment. Wow, it's so big. Uh, and you yes. you see Squeak just like starts stretching his arms out in all directions and like jumping up and trying to touch the ceiling and, and, and not even coming up anywhere remotely close to it. You, know, you didn't even have to crawl yeah. through anything to get up here. Yes, I need enough space to stand up straight in my home. Oh, that's a good idea. That would really solve a lot of these back problems. Hey, Brass, sorry about your door there. Uh, my shell seems to have left some marks. Well... It wasn't in the best of shape to begin with. Let's have a look at at this dossier. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so you open up this folder that Bane had laid out on the desk, and you see that it's actually, there's only two sheets of paper in it. And the first one is written in, like, hurriedly scribbled print. And it just says, they know, we'll find you, we're getting out of the city. And you turn the page, and the next page just says, Thunderwave, motherfuckers and is in different handwriting. Does that look like a spell scroll? It is not a spell scroll. I think those who were in the room would know that Bane wrote this and was trying to lure the bounty hunters over to read it. <laughs> it is worth noting that someone wrote to warn Bane. Yeah, they know we'll find you. We're getting out of the city. Where of this travels up to the jungle to wish they may uh, try to get out of the city and we might lose our only lead. This doesn't have any sort of magics on it, is it? Just a plain piece of paper? Uh... Rusty's kind of turning. He takes out his uh, box of matches and lights a match and holds it behind it to check for invisible ink. No invisible ink. Uh, the match doesn't do anything. To I think paper. he catches a little bit of the corner on fire and just pops, <laughs> uh, puts that out. No, I don't think a uh, magical paper burns like that. Barnaby looks up from frowning at the gouges in your doorframe. Ooh, uh, uh, carnation is pretty good at looking at magical items, so uh, uh, Carnation, let, uh, let's have a look at this. Then I'll uh, grab the sheet, and uh, Carnation flutters kind of onto my shell close and sort of tweets and whisper back and forth for a little while, and uh, I cast Detect Magic. Yeah, you cast Detect Magic. There is, uh, the, the paper does light up. You don't see what it says, but you do know that there is, I believe it's an illusion spell on it. Oh. Hmm. You you see something? Yeah, it seems to be some sort of uh, illusion on the paper. Well, the carnation is all manner useful, ain't it? Oh, carnation is really great. Can you read anything? Um, yeah, it says Thunderwave. <laughs> <laughs> and then some other stuff, too. Perhaps I will use True Sight. Um, and I cast it. Okay. Sorry. So you see as you cast True Sight, you actually see the script on the paper start to move and swirl around. And the words completely change. And you see it's a, a bit of a longer note. It says, Buck found me. 
I'm with him. We're both safe. Someone's been following us. We see them in the shadows. I don't know how they're tracking us. We're staying off the grid. Make sure you stay safe. We think it's the watch. And it's signed, Pick. This note is from Pick. It says that she and Buck are together and that someone is following them in the shadows. They don't know how they are being followed. They think it might be the watch and they plan to meet Bane. That, that sounds like it could be your, your, your mystery archer there, Doug. The watch could be looking after them, yeah. Who would hire us to find them if the watch is already looking for them? The watch wouldn't need our help. Well, everybody needs help sometimes. <laughs> Not the molten watch. Yeah, even, no. even the watch doesn't see everything that goes on in the city. Mm. Mm -hmm. But we might be able to. Well, if the watch is involved now, this, uh, this whole, whole scenario uh, just became a lot more muddy. I think you mean more exciting. If I meant that, I would have said it. <laughs> Rusty's kind of like looking down. He looks very pensive now. Like very... Mm. If they're planning to meet up with Bane, would they be going after their other crew to collect them as well? I mean, that sounds really I would assume that Wish got a note as well. Wish well, if we did uh, find Wish, maybe we could just set up on her and watch. And it takes and a while, though. look for others in the shadows as we do. Yeah. We are going to have to keep our heads up for um, Glitters' crew as well. They're going to be gunning for us now. I mean, we, we know who the person in the shadows is going to be looking for. We know who Glitter and them are going to be working for. There's no better way to catch a rat than with bait. Who, we wait, probably... who do you think they're looking for? They're going to be looking for Wish. Wish, all right. Okay, good. I thought I thought we were on the same page. I just wanted to... <laughs> no, I, I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, obviously I'm the brains of this operation here, so... <laughs> we could be on a tight timeline. The assassination of Bane was successful. I'm sure they're trying to get out quickly. There's no time to lose! <laughs> 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 uh, Squeak, your little friends are watching the uh, entrances yeah. and exits. To the farm? Uh, to the city. Now, obviously, they're not going to just try to walk out the front gate. Well, I mean, they probably could. I, I'm, I, they're only rats. They're not really going to be able to stop them if they try. Right. Well, no, I mean, I don't think that they will be heading out the front gate as brazen as that. I'll be... Boy, we still don't, we still don't know much, do we? No, but there's one good way to find more. Let's go find Wish. Yeah, I'm in agreement, uh, Squeak. Does anyone have any uh, info regarding uh, Wish and where her uh, farm is on uh, the ring? Would I be likely to know that? Just make an intelligence check with proficiency. Are there a lot of farms in the jungle? There are a lot of farms in the jungle. The jungle is farms mostly farms. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the, the jungle's whole purpose is to keep Mox the Rain 
bed. The city is completely set up to be able to last years and years and years under siege when that used to be necessary. That's where the Luthic Ring came from. And those things carried over just because the world's behind mountains. It's not easy to get food like this. Uh, So they kept doing it. And now they make a lot of money off of it. I rolled a 23. 23? Yeah. Um, You definitely know where to start. I don't think you would know Wish's farm, but you you would know that they sort of based on the timeline of this uh, of these events that it would probably be a newer farm and there is a new area that was sort of cleared out from the jungle that would probably be a good place to look. It's likely given that she's settled down recently, she has a newer farm. There's only one recent clearing for new development. Perhaps we should start there. Yeah, that, uh, that sounds like a plan. As good as any. Here's your really, balloons, if, if, if we could just, If we could just take, like, just like 45 minutes just to catch our breath. <laughs> well, I mean, I do have a uh, small errand I would like to uh, take care of. I'm, I'm sure the other crew to... is going to be doing the same. They, they did not make it out of that encounter uh, all that well. Oh, all right, I, I, I could be... Squeak, maybe you could uh, go uh, yourself and just set up uh, as a, a rat. You can certainly blend in and have a look around. Maybe Brass can uh, walk uh, walk that way with you. It, uh, it actually took a fair bit out of me to get in and out of that casino as slightly as I did. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, uh, like Squeak is like looking at like the nice tall ceilings and the like. He's kind of patting down like the flush furniture and stuff, and he's like, hey, "Maybe, maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea if we got off our feet for a little while." I would also like to rest, but I am concerned that she might be dead if we wait. I could send somebody to, to, to look in advance, at least to poke could, around, but we don't even uh, well, know where she is yet. Well, now, Barnaby, could you not uh, send Carnation to uh, have a look, see? While uh, everyone sort of licks their wounds. Barnaby turns from the window and his big old shell knocks over a potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, oh, oh, oh sorry, Brass. Uh, I, I, I'll clean that up. But uh, um, yeah, uh, um, uh, Carnation, do, do you mind? And uh, Carnation sort of like puffs up the feathers and, and in like a proud sort of stance and then flutters out uh, that same window. And, um, oh, there you go. Uh, 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 C- Carnation will let us know if, if Carnation finds anything. One eye in the sky, one on the ground. And you see Oreo just, like, skitter up from seemingly nowhere onto Squeak's shoulder <laughs> and, like, <laughs> just does, like, a flying squirrel leap and also goes out the window. <laughs> yeah. Takes nine D six damage. <laughs> hey, that window that window's over the landing. <laughs> yeah, so the the two familiars uh, take off out the window. Are you both sighting into them or are you just gonna let them go and wait for emotional reactions? Uh, I'm I'm letting them go and, and uh Carnation will get in touch. Yeah, I think so. I okay. Think okay, well I'll be back uh soon as possible. I shouldn't be more than an hour. And Rusty well, uh, tips his hat and walks out. We'll see you shortly. Okay, so everybody settles in to take a short rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rusty, where are you going? Uh, Rusty would let's just like to go to a, 
guess like a bank, like a money uh, transfer facility. Okay. Are you robbing I a hope bank? you rob a bank while we're waiting. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just going to do a quick bank robbery. Just bang it out on my, on my short rest. I got full health. Yeah, okay. I've got one of these on my uh, random encounter table, so <laughs> rebuild. There would be like a small one in the jungle. Um, a big branch, a, a, perhaps? <laughs> nailed it. Uh, you get killed by me. No. Because um, <laughs> there are like smaller sort of town areas. A lot of people who work in the jungle uh, and a lot of people who work in the trades live in the jungle in these sort of apartment complexes that are dotting this jungle landscape. So there are some basic amenities. There would be like a small money lender. Okay. I think maybe Rusty already kind of like has a, a branch on the uh, the trades where he's like uh, worked before with his uh, his bounty hunting and stuff. Like he has an account set up and he uh, he just goes into the bank and gets in line. And let's role play this out uh, minute by minute. <laughs> I, I still don't know what you're doing. Okay, so. I'll just tell you. Like this is this is all. Rusty's just gonna go up. He's gonna get to a teller and he's just gonna deposit five hundred gold with the instruction to intermittently send it to Hollow's Pass, a small um, small settlement kind of on the northwest edge of the Death Wastes, kind of where like it starts to blend um, into the, the World Spine Mountains. Yeah, and with, with uh, just the instruction to send it to Hollow's Pass. with Yeah, uh, now make sure you do not send it as a lump sum. I want it broken up into uh, silvers and coppers. Uh, and sent uh, to uh, an Isaiah. We'll be picking it up at the uh, on the other end. Uh, cool. Yeah. So the teller shakily picks up this large sum of money mm-hmm. and is like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, sir. Uh, right away. Uh, just hold for one second and uh, picture the one who you would like to send this to in your mind." And he snaps his fingers a couple of times, mm-hmm. and this little parrot comes down and lands on the desk next to him. Okay. And stares at you, and you feel a like connection between your minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rusty just pictures uh, it is a uh, is a kind of an older halfling, uh, Isaiah, older halfling. Yeah, Isaiah, what well, uh, Thistlefoot? <laughs> Nailed it. What is he wearing? Can you do his accent? He has a he has a, a, no, a I'm salt and pepper. Shut up! <laughs> short. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking six page backstory just for Isaiah. Let's fucking start here. Didn't write his. It last was a name, hard though. winter. For the... <laughs> you uh, yeah. So you you make mental contact with this uh, parrot. Mm. And pretty quickly, the teller right away uh, puts the money back and onto a little cart, and the little cart squeaks off into the back of the bank, and he pulls out some smaller change, ties it to a bag, ties it to the parrot, and right away, you see it leave uh, with probably, like, maybe three gold worth of copper and silver. All right, much obliged. You have a fine day and blessings be upon your clan. It is a dwarf, right? It is a dwarf, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you as well, Mr. Trails. Pleasure doing business. Have a fine day. Okay, so we'll say, yeah, that took exactly 45 minutes or whatever you needed for a short rest. <laughs> so yeah, any any hit dice, any spells uh, that come back on those things, you can refresh. And in that time, I would say probably right towards the end of that short rest, can you make a perception check each for your familiar? Nine. Nine? Uh, Thirteen. You, you get like sort of minor pings from your familiars that they 
are looking, um, you sort of get a bit of a frustrated feeling from both of them. Uh, mm -hmm. You can tell that neither of them have found Wish. And yeah, so they're they're kind of somewhere. I'm sure that Oreo is being chased by various things in the jungle um, and is having to spend <laughs> more time just not being eaten than anything else. Yeah, I think I think you would get little flashes of excitement from Oreo. You would have gotten the idea that there's a bunch of nice, dark places that not many people go, which would be a place that Oreo would love to hang yeah. out. And I, I think Carnation 2 is, uh, gets sidetracked a bunch of times by like flying with a group of real birds, because this is mm. sort of the ring that real birds would live on. Yeah. Uh, so so Carnation would get sort of be able to get caught up flying around with them, which they might not have been able to do for quite some time before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, oh, so Barnaby puts the, the now cleaned up pot of soil and shards of pottery kind of in a kind of clump, like there's enough of the bottom of the pot not broken <laughs> that he just kind of piled it out in there and <laughs> set it back on the stand. And it's just trying to like brush it all into a neat sort of pile. Brass uh, has looked at it and decided to not think about it for now. <laughs> <laughs> Doug had taken like a full like turkey drumstick out of his one of his pockets and had like chowed down on it and now like throws the bone back into one of the different pocket <laughs> in the trench coat. <laughs> Squeak eventually found the zipper on the cushions of the couch and uh, just like, <laughs> I, th I think until Brass caught him, uh, it's just been like <laughs> trying to get in there. Brass didn't catch him for a long time because she went into the other room and had a nap. Oh yeah, that Squeak is just inside <laughs> the cushion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rusty uh, knocks on the door. Brass emerges from the other room and opens it. Yeah, Rusty walks in. He's, we hear back anything from our scouts? <laughs> Are you inside my couch? <laughs> Undulating Lump. mass within a, like, <laughs> like, like pokes, its, pokes its nose out. I suppose I'll have... The change to repair that later. Yeah, uh, Barnaby will turn from the window and knock over that pot again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll just buy you a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from Carnation yet. Actually, uh, all, all this talk of coin has me thinking, anyone else ever hear tell of uh, a bounty paying, what, upwards of 600,000 gold? If we're you getting a hundred thousand each, it's it's the most I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never seen numbers like that. It makes me somewhat suspicious that they uh, they might never be intending to pay. I had jobs like this in the past where the reward is so juicy you can't help but go for it, and uh, of course they want the job done but do not want to pay. So we should just uh, make sure we watch each other's backs. It would make sense to find out as much as we can about who has actually hired us. Perhaps someone should look into GNDR while the rest of us look for Wish. Mm. They got a tick working for them. I mean, they gotta be pretty big shot. It's just thought I had. It could be nothing. Could be. Let's keep our eyes peeled. Yeah. Now that you mention it, it is concerning. Let's go check out that quarter in the jungle. Right, of course. Uh, lead the way. I'll, uh... Escort everyone down the street. Okay, so you make your way down the road. I think so you could take roads to get to this place, uh, but this new area 
is in a more overgrown part of the jungle, which has just recently been cleared with a 23 jungle check. You would know that there is a faster way if you just cut through the jungle. If we turn off here, we can cut through on one of the game trails. I heard there were fun and games in the jungle. <laughs> They've got everything you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so, that sounds good. <laughs> Jokes are fine. Just continue after. You don't yeah, yeah. It sank in right away. We you need a morning period, Mike. We we need, yeah, that was a morning. Yeah, everyone went through the five stages of grief. <laughs> everyone has to pause and wonder why we're all here. <laughs> yeah, everyone had to stare into the middle distance while Simon and Garfunkel softly played. Yeah, it's going to seem instantaneous in the edit because I'm going to edit out that 10 minutes of crying that we all did. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Can you send those 10 minutes to me? As always, I will. I need the and feeds I won't ask off any <laughs> For my dark appetites. So you, you started to go off the main path and start uh, bushwhacking through the jungle. It is tough passing. The vines here, as soon as you get off the path, have completely overgrown, and it feels like you're in the middle of just a deep, dark jungle. It's still probably going to take you about half an hour, even with this shortcut, to hoof it to this new farm area. Your apartment is pretty close to it, but not that close. And Mox the Rain is large. Yes, and th this, is, this ring and the trades are the two biggest ones. Anything you'd like to do on the way, or do you just hoof it? Oh, sing a fine shanty tune, perhaps. Um, no, no, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> so you, yeah, as as you're making your way through, you do hear like rustles in the jungle as you're making your way along, and you hear it. Kind of sounds like like a laugh and some whispering as you're walking, but. Pretty soon, you make your way to the edge of this larger cleared out area, and you actually come up on a fence. And on the other side of that fence, you see large fields of these exotic, well-tended plants, uh, most of them coming up to about shoulder height on the taller of us, Squeak is lost in the foliage. And, and this sort of extends as far as you can see. It's like a big circle of farms just extending out in all directions. You can see that they've, they each have their pretty neatly plotted off sections, all divided by fences. And a couple of varying levels of cottages and larger houses, barns, and you see a couple of big decrepit warehouses right on the edge of the jungle on the sort of northern part to your left. That'd be a pretty good place to set up shop. Mm -hmm. I mean, a bunch of abandoned homes, you, you could hide a whole nest of rats in there. Could indeed. But at the moment, I think we should... Yeah, keep our eyes on the prize. And... Perhaps we should go a little more stealthily, if we can. After all, Glitters, at least, is likely to be looking into this area. I mean, I can, I can make my way through the field pretty easily. Do we want to fan out and search the houses one by one? Or two by two? Or three? And then you just see, like, more and more rats slowly rats climbing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, brass, uh... Uh, definitely think we should uh, be keeping our heads down and, you know, uh, squeak a splitting up, let us cover more ground, but it'd leave us more uh, susceptible to ambushes or uh, traps. So there was like a dozen or so houses here? There are like 50 to 60. Wow. Okay. So you can see like across the field from you here, um, like this is on the very edge of the jungle, but when you, if you were to cross this field, 
they are all connected with like roads and pathways and the main road that you would have taken to get here which took quite a bit longer would match up with all of these roads and it's pretty well organized like a like a grid why don't we just ask somebody if they know which i mean that's a reasonable option yeah is there like a um a common area in this these zones like a like a small market or is this pure farms pure residential this is pure farms. The markets and stuff would be where you sort of came in near the elevator. Okay. It's where all the goods sort of get gathered and then distributed between the rings. Right. Yeah. Perhaps. If, if we go around knocking on doors, they're going to, someone's going to get a message to wish uh, before we do. Well, it seems to me like we've got a lot of eyes and we just don't know where to put them. So why don't we go to a neighbor's house and ask them if they know wish and then carnation and ourselves and mr squeak's rat can just keep an eye on anybody who leaves the house to send a message that's a fine bit of business barnaby oh thank you i i like that plan how about that one rusty points at the closest house <laughs> like, yeah, yeah so you're you're in on the field yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're the the house that owns the field that you are on the border of right now is uh yeah just like a couple of minutes away as we watch walk up to the the front door, like just before we knock on the front door, uh, I want to reach into one of my pockets, and uh, you see me like dab my face with blush and put it back away, and I cast the spell friends. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, so that's advantage on charisma check. So one creature, I'll get when, once I select them, I'll have advantage on uh, charisma. Cool. We, we right do kind of stay in the cornfields, kind of cornfields, fruit fields, just like back from everyone uh it's like yeah farmers don't really take too well to pests around maybe it's best uh you guys do the talking here perhaps we should limit the information they have to pass on and one of us should approach i'd be happy to do the honor we should probably stay together maybe two people could go to the house i disagree And the front door flies open and you see a dwarf walk out and just go, Hey, you, skulking around in my fields. This is private property. Hello, it's Mike Friday, your dungeon mom. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Uh, listen, we are a D&D podcast, and we're here for escapism and foolish fantasy, but we have to talk about what's happening in our collective backyards right now. People are standing up against systematic violence against black people who are targeted by police every day. We can't all be there in person to add our voices to this cry for justice, but we can do our part to help. Police won't arrest their own officers for the violence and murder they perpetrate, but they are arresting thousands of people for standing up and yet again saying enough is enough. And it's not just in the US. In Canada, the RCMP are militarizing against indigenous communities, stealing their land and their homes again, valuing pipelines over human life. Hong Kong wants to silence protests and strip people of their basic human rights. This is a global issue. And it can feel paralyzing, I totally get that, but we can help. They built this system to do exactly what it's doing right now. 
So look for the groups around you who are working to tear it down and build something better. And join them, or at the very least lift them up. This week, all of us are donating to the bail funds that will help keep protesters out of jail, and we urge you to do the same. There are lots of people and organizations in need of support right now. We'll tweet a list of some of the bail funds looking for support to help you get involved, but mostly we're just asking you to do what you can where you can. Check out your local Black Lives Matter organization. Call your local politicians. There are no shortage of ways to be helpful right now. And as always, now maybe more than ever, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.